With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. again for another episode of Round the Boards, the Speedway podcast, and a new intro. We hope you enjoyed the music on that offer there for you. And joining me again this evening in Kane, and back with us again after his holiday in Tenerife is Rob. How are we doing, boys? I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm really happy to be back in sunny England in comparison to where I was. That definitely wasn't sunny at all, and definitely wasn't nearly 30 degrees every day. Absolutely oh, well, well, we, had, we, had a, we had an Indian summer over here while you were away, Rob, so you missed out. So, I'm oh. uh-huh. that's, that's the summer over for the entire year uh, once again. Yeah. <laughs> so, on the uh, plenty to speak about on the show this week, um, moving slightly away from our, from our regular stuff where we, we talk about the fixtures and the results, and we're going to talk about and hopefully have some have some good debates on the show uh, with a couple of issues that we want to move into. But I think to begin with, we'll we'll, we'll crack on with some news which has which has hit us in the past week. Um, obviously, I think the main talking point. There's been a lot of injuries, unfortunately, to begin the season. Um, Kane, we've had we had quite a lot over the weekend with um, Brian Kinsley and Sam Beebe having a crash at Milton Hall on Sunday, and also Max Perry had an accident at at Kent at the weekend. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm sure I heard that the uh, one in Wildenhall was pretty nasty as well. Uh, but I'm obviously they all are, aren't they? So hopefully it's not uh, a long period that they're out for because you know it's it's never good to see a rider get injured, and they, they did sound particularly nasty from what was read. 
Yeah, and um, obviously we've seen um, I've seen some images of uh, the Ryan Kinsley injured, uh, injury, which looks like either a bro broken collarbone or shoulder from from what the X-ray showed, and a, a leg injury for Sam as well. So we wish them a speedy recovery. Obviously, Max Perry, who who uh, everyone had high hopes for at the beginning of the season, has suffered a uh, broken collarbone as well, I believe. So. Uh, all the best in his recovery, and hopefully we'll see them guys uh, back on a bike soon. But on to, on to some more positive news uh, now, and obviously this week saw uh, the second round of the SGP in Warsaw in Poland. Did, did both of you guys catch the action? Oh, I yeah. Rob, you were on holiday, but... He watched it oh, in the end. No, no, I was back, I, I was back in time. Uh, I did watch it. Um, it was a, Well, I watched it a little bit behind everyone else, but I did, I did get to it. It was good. How nice was it to see some ruts on a, on a GP track? It was great. Yeah, I mean, I mean, these ruts were appearing after about what was it, heat two, heat three, I think. I, I uh, think so. Someone, yeah, someone picked up. Patrick Dudek hit an absolute massive rut off the, the fourth bend. Um, but in terms of the action, again, um, I think um, especially Kane, everyone was expecting a Bartosz Marslik victory, and it's come back to bite you in the ass, Kane. So, well, well, it is what it is. I'm, I'm quite happy. I'm quite happy around the board's HQ that you managed to lose again. So, although well, I didn't you, win, you lost <laughs> as well, so it's not that bad. But uh, an unexpected victory for, for Max Frick in the end. But um, I have to say, Robbie, he rode superbly right through to the final and, and deserved it. And obviously, he hasn't had a second go in the final. Um, made an absolutely blistering day from the outside again. Yeah, it was. Um, he seemed to have, for probably the only rider in recent times, to sort of have Bartosz Marslik's number, I think, for his last. I think obviously, had him in his semi final. I know Marslik picked up a bit. Um, I think he was bent too. He picked up a bit of drive and it sort of it gave, it gave Frick, Frick a chance to come under him. But. Um, yeah, it was a surprise winner. Um, I'm similar to Kane. I went with Smarzik to win the win the uh, not win the title, but win the win the round as well. As, well that probably as well. But um, yeah, I, the, the Frick, Frick got better as the night went on, and he seemed to be the only rider that really fancied himself off that gate four. Um, you could see the middle two gates, probably especially gate three, was a bit of a a bit of a graveyard. Um, but yeah, you, you can't argue, especially when he's out to do it again because of a slightly contentious decision. Um, in that final, uh, and he's yeah he's pulled off a great gate again. But he, yeah, uh, as I said, he seemed to have sort of Smarzlik's number for for the last two weeks. I think his last qualifying heat he beat him as well. So yeah, that's that's a great confidence booster for Max Frick, especially mm. in the GPs at the moment. I think we'll, we'll we'll just move on to that crash in the final because I know it's a discussion that we've us three have hotly had, and I think many people are probably having the same discussions. And just to how you guys viewed it, and and for me in the past, it's always been, it's always been quite cut and dry for me. And like Madsen would have been excluded. He's he's come under Mickelson, took his leg out, knocked him off. You would expect Madsen to be excluded, but I sort of see both sides of that one because I think Mickelson, um, Madsen had got himself into a position where he had the right to go for where he was. It's not like he dived into the corner and took Mickelson out, but in to counter that. I don't, I don't know where Mickelson could have gone once Madsen had got himself in that position. So, Kane, I'll come to you first and get your thoughts. Well, I, I think neither of them particularly did anything wrong. They were both racing, and it was they both had to go for the same line because it's obviously it's a final as well, which adds on the pressure and the tension. But I, I think Madsen didn't do anything wrong. I, I. Whether you say he is disqualified or not, um, I think that it's one of them tough calls that could go either way. I think I did say that I was expecting Madison to be disqualified, but I thought Mickelson should be. But um, yeah, it's. 
I, I think I said as well that uh, it's one of the things where you should, it would be good if there was an all-four back row, but we have also discussed it that probably wouldn't work. It, no, I think I think my argument for that was you could have this, you could have all four, you could be running two and a half, three laps, and then all deciding well yeah. that's a race an accident, so we can bring all four back. Mm. And meetings would probably never end because. For me, riders would still be chucking themselves on the ground at the slightest touch. It's a bit different a with if, if, if they've got them into a bad position. Yeah, it's a bit different with speedway, like when you compare it to other motorsports where they have like the race and incident kind of thing. Because obviously, it's not most other sports don't have four laps on a motorcycle in the circle. So, yeah, it, it, it's a bit different everywhere. And obviously, speedway is different in most aspects to most other sports. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm. Um, I, I just think it was one of them questions. I, but I, I did agree with the ref decision that Mickelson should have went in the end. What do you think, Rob? Well, I, I mean, I can I can see where you're coming from with all four back. It would have been nice to you don't really want a semi final run with three riders. You want all four in there as often as possible. But I'm I'm leaning towards more of, of the crash doesn't really happen if if Madsen doesn't take away his, whether he's in front a little bit or not. It it doesn't happen if he doesn't take. Mickelson's leg away. I think Mickelson could be feel feel really hard done by. Um, yeah. I I I would have gone with it. I would have gone the other way myself. You know, for, for example, I, I said this just before we started, but you know, if if it's a case of I'm in front, so it doesn't matter what I do here, then you know, Nicky Pedersen would have would have never been excluded ever in most of his Grand Prix rides. Yeah. So, you know, in most of the crashes he was involved in. So, it's I think you know, at the end of the day, Madsen takes takes Mickelson's legs away or uh, sorry, leg away. I think you, I think if you've got to exclude someone, in my opinion, it should have been Madsen and not because the main mm. issue with that thing it's like they were both going for it, and they both probably thought they were in the lead, and then neither of them are going to shut off because it's it's a final, and if you shut off, you basically do lose anyway. It's world you, championship speed. Yeah, they're, going, you know, they're both going to go for it. There's always going to be accidents like this. You know, the, the, it, this is the top level, and you don't get in higher than that. They know that as well. Every race counts, especially a final. But, I mean, if you look at the standings now, both of those two have got themselves into the top three. So the, these are like contenders at the moment. So they're not going to give way. Realistically, though, this could, if it stays as it is, it could possibly be a massive turning point to decide the, where they finish in the, the order because Mickelson could have lost out on about six points today. Yeah, I, I mean, but, yeah. I, I, think, I think, I think, I think. With Madsen, I, I think there's there's a little bit of form with the old Madsen. I think I think there was a. I'm going to go 2019. I think there was a Grand Prix at Gorjov, and he he passed oh, Doyle on the yeah. before. I, I'm not just I'm not just fighting Doyle's corner here, but you know he he passes Doyle on the last bet. You know, I mean I say pass. You know he nearly wiped him out, and uh, I think there was an incident during the during the Grand Prix this weekend as well where, where Madsen sort of. Giving someone a hefty old barge in the side. Yeah, I obviously you, you, these guys aren't going to give an inch. You get that. That's, that's why they're in the GPs. You, you see newcomers come in and they get bullied a bit. You, you, you saw Maxim Drabek, I thought was really on the pace, but it's just, mm. he just got bullied out of a lot of points. Mm. Um, We've seen I, that a bit with uh, Bewley as well so far this year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah definitely. Yeah, Bewley's, Bewley's actually, I think, done really well, and he's got himself into good positions. Um, I think there's been a couple of times he probably should have held on to his position, but. He's just been out-muscled, as you say. Yeah, I, th- I think he gives a little bit too much room sometimes. You know, not not saying that you, you know, you've got to chop everyone's nose off on the straights or in the bends, but he's given... I think he was passed. He's passed by... I can't remember who it was now, but 
it you know, he allowed the sort of rider to come up the inside and give him pl- lot, you know, plenty of room. Like the, you know, the door was open and he'd stuck the kettle on. There was that much room there, and it's, it, yeah, obviously he's going to learn on the job. But I think you've got to be a bit harder. But sometimes I think Mickelson, uh, sorry, not Mickelson, I think Madsen goes the other way. I think he can be a bit too, yeah, as I said, he can yeah. barge into the side of people a few times, and yeah, that's yeah. If the rider goes down, then the, the referee's got a decision to make. So yeah, but whether they stay up on the bike, it doesn't matter. I don't really understand. He can barge into someone and then. And the referee just think that's fine. If the rider was there was a couple of times when Madsen um, he turned left very early into the bins. I, I think I said to Kane at one point. I can't even remember who he was riding. It might have been Zapelski, I think. But he just like cut his nose off into a bend. Yeah. And, and if, if he's not turning left, he's he's drifting right. I'm not a big fan of Leon Madsen. Um, I'm not. I don't really like his the way he rides. But I don't think you can argue that he's not. He's a determined lad, and he's he's a contender for the world title. Um, if anyone's going to touch Marslick or get close to him, he's in that category, uh, along with probably um, Janowski um, and Lingren to an extent as well. Yeah, but I, I think yeah, you know, even when you say Janowski, because I think you, you pick Janowski to win it. He looks Janowski for the first two for his first two races looked on another planet, and then for the next two he. I think he ran a last and then yeah. I think he was at the back and he managed to come through for a second but it looked totally different rider it's sort of you've got all all sort of seasons of Magic Janowski in one meeting whereas normally you get it over the course of our season he normally starts like a you know like a steam train and then he whittles away towards the end of the season so you sort of got every bit of Magic, Magic Janowski in, in, in one meeting yeah yeah and then um so the Grand Prix, obviously, another fantastic advert, I think, uh, another good meeting. Um, in my eyes, not as good as Gorosham. Um, but again, there was... Uh, Bold. Yeah. My opinion, but I, I, I just thought, I I just thought Gorosham was a better meeting. I just felt that come the end of the Grand Prix, if you weren't in Gate 1 or Gate 4, I suppose you, were, that you, you, weren't part, winning, yeah. you weren't winning it. And I just thought there was... I, 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 I just think there was more lines on the Gorosham track. I ranked Walsall higher because of how it ended. It was a bit more surprised, yeah. you know, as Marzik not making the final, the, the crash in the final. The racing was good as well, but the, uh, obviously the track didn't hold up. So the racing sort of died down the way, but it added to the entertainment in a way as well. It was, you know, yeah. It's all personal opinion with that sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, the track was like a like a mild noughties Cardiff, would be the yeah. best way I could describe it. It wasn't quite as rutty as Cardiff it used to mm. be, but it was quite nice to see. Yeah, the, it was quite nice to see a track that wasn't smooth and slick. As most of the most of the GPs tend to be, it's, you're never going to get any mistakes when the when it's like riding on a um, when it's like riding on a carpet. Stick them on want... the right arse and walk across track. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> stick them on stick them on Milton, or judging by the uh, the crashes they've had down there. But... Yeah, obviously we touched on the, the injuries to Ryan Kingsley and Sam Beebe, and there were some obviously Berwick are now struggling or going through some problems as well. Dry Etheridge had a crash. Um, at the weekend, which which adds to their problems with with Ty Proctor and Leon Flint already out injured. But um, whilst we talk about these injuries and, and we can bring other names into uh, this little equation here, obviously Adam Ellis um, has left Birmingham and Justin Sedgman, I believe, has come in for him. Um, but but then we look at the um, the current position with Plymouth as well, with with three injuries for them, with Jilks, Atkins, and Kenneth, but Ben Morley and Harry McGurk have obviously come in there. But Kane, I want to I want to come to you first. Um, you wanted to 
had this discussion and the use of guests. Um, what's, what is your main concern with the use of guests? I don't mind guests if, if you have to use them, but I, I feel like if, the, the rules it is at the minute is somewhat being abused by certain teams. Not Possibly not on purpose because, you know, as we know, it is difficult to sign riders this year with extra teams and right, not, not everyone wanting to come back to England. But we've seen it before where, uh, like last season with Peterborough, they didn't opt to get a replacement for Ostergaard. They just sort of ran with it and it, it worked out for them. And, you know, you could argue if they were forced to sign a replacement or so on, would they have won the league? You know, it's it. I don't know. It, it's it's tricky. You can't say get rid of guests because it's simply not that easy unless we change the league completely. But I think it needs to be looked at. But I'm sure it's a lot easier to be said than done. But I, I think oh. there needs to be some restriction on guests. Whether it's the rider comes in is lower by a, a certain amount or something, or however many you can use, or for whoever. You know, because, well, I was going to say not anymore, but I think there's three teams now who are probably going to be using guests now on weekly as it stands. Through no fault of their own, but it, it doesn't... Obviously, when you have... It's one of the big problems with the newcomers. You know, they'll be turned to Leicester to watch Nick Morris ride for Leicester. They'll go away to Scunthorpe and Nick Morris is guesting for Edgar. They won't really understand it. I think the main concern here is, and I think we all know the obvious answer here is squads. Um, but as we've seen this season, um, there isn't there isn't enough riders to go around, in my opinion. Um, we've seen teams struggle, and I believe this is half the reason. Um, obviously, Adam Ellis was brought in as a short term replacement at Birmingham. Um, I believe William Lawson. At Armadale is another perfect example. Um, I don't think he particularly wanted to come back. Uh, I could be wrong here, but I don't believe he wanted to come back and is now struggling at National Development League. Um, Bradley Wilson-Dean is another one. Um, this one is uh, up at Newcastle. Obviously, he's not riding at the moment with a suspected shoulder injury. But should Newcastle be allowed a facility... If you if you think in terms of the way that Bradley Wilson Dean has been scoring this season, and all of a sudden they've got Chris Harris and Carl Howard riding for him at number one, is that one? So I'll come to you, Rob. Is that do you see that as fair? No, it's not really fair, is it? It's not. Um, you, you know, depending, obviously they do it on averages. I, I understand how they do it, but it, it is it, it is a bit dark. You know, when you're number one, when Wilson Dean started the season in pretty poor form you can bring in but because his average is so high from the start of the season you can bring in Chris Harris he's going to let's be fair nine times out of ten he's going to score more than Wilson Dean anyway it's not very fair on the other teams I mean for the most part at Newcastle it hasn't really made much of a difference but it's yeah it's not fair really it's, it's the squad systems it's, it's the obvious answer if you had enough riders um, obviously in the premiership you've got number eight as I saw at Wolverhampton a couple of weeks ago that um, Joe Thompson came in and, and raced at, at reserve in place yeah. of Leon Flint, which, which, you know, that makes sense. You know, you, you bring in your number eight for your reserve, but if you've got a main body rider out, you're not going to bring in Joe Thompson to replace um, a Sam Masters or a Nick Morris at, at Wolverhampton. I, you know, that's going to severely deplete what, deplete what their team is. So they're going to end up using a guest. 
And as, a, as an example, tonight at Bellevue, we've seen Bellevue have beaten Kings Lynn by six this evening. Um, with a guest in for Matty Zagar, who, was, who had a crash in Poland yesterday, and ride a replacement for Joy Efridge, who, who had one of his better meetings against Peterborough the previous week. They, they've not scored nearly as half as many points as what they would have done. So, uh, are they at a disadvantage that they've had to bring in these facilities for injured riders? Where, but I, I, yeah, I just don't know what the answer is. Yeah, it works. It works both ways, doesn't it? Obviously, in the Newcastle situation, it's made their team better. Um, you'd probably argue the same with Plymouth down in the Championship that uh, with Kennett being replaced by a guest every week has has made their team better. But as yeah. you as you say with the, with the it goes the other way where if you've got to bring in a guest for or you've got to bring in a guest for Matty Zagar, you know, it's like it's like in the North is trying to find a guest for Lee Adams at Swindon. They they can do a job, but they're not going to they're not going to do the job that Lee Adams would be doing. They're not going to do the job that Matty Zagar would do for Bellevue. So, it, a squad system seems seems like the most obvious answer, but it, it all depends on the riders. You know, I'm not entirely sure about the the numbers, but you know, can championship teams can championship teams not have had a number eight that they could have they could have pulled up from the national league? You know, not every week, but some. You know, why why is it only the Premiership? I know there's only six teams in the Premiership, but are there not national league riders that you could possibly? Scrape, scrape in as a number eight, you know, just for fit, just for filling in the short term. I don't know. It's yeah, it's yeah, it's it's a difficult question to answer on the basis I think that it's not enough riders. The issue with squads though would be, could all teams afford it? Yeah, unless you weaken the, the actual you, talent in the league to when you say wages. When you say could they afford it? I mean, my initial thought as I sit here now is. So you could have a squad of, say, um, 10 to 12 riders up to a certain points limit. You're still only paying the seven riders that turn up on the day. So you have a, you have a squad limit. Yeah, and then you, you would have, also start to pay the other riders a signing on fee and so on. Yeah, no rider's going to sign for nothing. Obviously, you know, there's a, it's a little bit different with, like, as it is now, I'm sure, because... I'm sure it's different with other teams. Some might have like a set appearance free, and other ones have like a per point basis type thing. But I think uh, that, I think in sports you, you have to have everyone as a signing fee, you know, like yeah. So you, you're I practically think... doubling that if you have like let's say 14 to 10 riders. It's it, it's it will be an issue for a, a number of clubs. I would suggest. But I think the. Sorry, Sorry go on, please. Please. No, you go. Okay, okay. I mean, uh, this is yeah. They, they, I've got like a, a vague suggestion here. This is slightly. I yeah. You know, I'm not sure many people would like it, but do you go down the route of? I mean, myself, I watch a bit of. Um, I watch quite a bit of ice hockey and from from America, and and the, you've got the you've got the NHL teams, the top division teams. They've got affiliate teams in the in the AHL, which is essentially the second tier. There's no promotional relegation similar to Speedway. Now they've got. When a player's not um, performing at the right standard in the in the top division, they can swap with their affiliate team. So could you not? You, you could you, could you do something like that in Speedway? Possibly could you have the six Premiership teams or however many of them Premiership in the future have an affiliate mm-hmm. team in the Championship, and then say this reserve's not quite doing the business, so we're going to swap them with our affiliate team. All right, I would guess the Championship club and their fans are probably not going to be happy with their better riders buggering off. To, to to race for the, the Premiership team at the start of the season, but could you sort of mix it over the course of two clubs? That way, you've got a squad system, but everybody's riding it will be, at I somewhere. Think that that could be looked at. There's obviously there's been like uh, I I'm, I think Wolverhampton Edinburgh had something a few years ago. I'm not sure if it still is there now, but 
and obviously you know you've got the teams like Bellevue, they've got the Colts and the Aces, and Leicester have the Cubs and the Lions. So, and obviously MSDL teams as well. It's so it's sort of there, but not really. If that yeah, you with the no promotion relegation. There's yeah. no, there isn't anything to link the two divisions. Although one's called the Premiership and one's the Championship, they're, they're all they're completely separate entities, really, yeah. as, a, as, a, as a format. Because there's no, if you've finished top of the Championship, not gonna, you're not guaranteed you're going to be in the Premiership the next season unless you decide that that's what you want to do. So, you, you, you just say, you say that you, we want the set set clubs, and then if clubs do want to move up and down, then you just swap the affiliates over. I don't know. It's, I, I don't think the clubs maybe in the Championship would be too keen, and obviously you need to find a way of having. Yeah, there's only six Premiership teams, and there are what eleven Championship teams, I think, off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's already an odd number there. There's going to be five teams without an affiliate. Do you swap it over each year so that you've got half the league has affiliate status one year, and then they swap the next year, and then so that each so that each team are, are having a, a sort of fair crack at not having their riders move up and down in the divisions as such. So every that way you've got a, you have a squad system. So every Premiership team has got fourteen riders essentially. And then, if you if the championship team needs a guest, they use a rider from the from the Premiership team. It just you know that way they've all got everybody's racing, but you've got fourteen riders to pick from. Yeah, I think I think what has been the main problem um, is losing identity. Um, I think that for me, I, sport isn't obviously um, on the same level as financially as football and rugby, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so we we can't avoid doubling up. Doubling up has to happen in terms of for, for both the riders and the clubs. But it's that doubling up that's causing the issues, in my opinion, um, because teams lose their identity because you don't know who's with who essentially. Yeah, I mean, obviously you've got certain teams have got their asset bases, but it's you know when you've got this like a, a core group of say twenty twenty riders now that are in both leagues. And have probably all ridden for almost every club in the country, or most of them anyway. And it's it's sort of you know, there's not really you know, there were certain riders before uh, you know even ten years ago that you would you would say are synonymous with one club or at least or maybe two, but now you've got like you know, I think Richard Lawson must have at some point raced for like every club in the league apart from Swindon. So it's you know, there's not really an affiliation with your riders when there's so many riders racing for so many different clubs every year and. Yeah, Chris Harris has raced for almost every league, every club in the league, so it's yeah, well, he's not really he's not really get sort of that club legend status as such as, as maybe he used to have. Yeah, I think if if you look at it now, and I'll, I'll take Kings in for example, I think we've got five doubling up riders this year. So yeah, it's not that they don't um, you don't have that affiliation with the riders when they're riding for your club, but it's very difficult to explain to a non-supporter of speed way. Well, hang about, we've got this rider, but he also rides for this club as well. Uh, oh, we've also got this. Oh, I think he's gone. Is he? Uh oh. Have you stopped recording? No, it's, it's still going, but Nathan is not there. I'm still, I'm back again. He's back. Oh, he's back again. I might my, not cut my, this from the episode. My signal keeps dropping out for some reason. This might get cut from the episode. If it doesn't. <laughs> You're welcome. Hi. What are you on about? Might not cut it. Might, might cut it. <laughs> I'm talking to the, the, the listeners. I'm not talking <laughs> to you. Did you hear anything then that I was saying? Uh, I think you cut off about halfway through. So. I was just saying about getting injured and whatnot. But 
Anyway, that's, oh, that's the whole point about the guests. <laughs> guests? Bad? Good? Uh-oh. The guests, the necessary evil, I would say. Or maybe evil's a bit bad. That's probably a bit far. You get what you get. What I'm trying to say, it's it's sort of you need it because there aren't enough riders, but you kind of don't want it. So yeah, and everybody's best friend, rider replacement. I love rider replacement. <laughs> right, you can guarantee rider replacement will be there on the first and the last day of the season. I yep. wish every single so, meet ever. But again, that's another subject along with guests, which we'll probably touch on in the future. I suppose this is the end of this segment. Until the next one. <laughs> we'll, we'll move on. We'll move on and um, we'll, we'll talk about some other performances over the weekend. And um, Great Britain have been in, in action over the weekend in a variety of formats. There was a, a European team final at Poznan in Poland over the weekend, which uh, involved many of the top riders that had rode in the Grand Prix the previous night. Uh, Great Britain uh, managed to finish or just edged out by Denmark into third place in that one with um, Lambert, Bewley, Ellis and Harris riding. Um, Poland obviously topped the standings with their three top GP riders in Dudek, Janowski and Smarslik. But um, not a bad performance came from the Great Britain boys. Yeah, it was... I, I, people saying, oh yeah, we should get second. and that, But I, I remember on the day I looked at the other teams, I was, it didn't look as, as easy as people were saying. Obviously, Poland, I think everyone expected them to win it quite comfortably. But yeah, it wasn't a bad showing. Um, I did watch a couple of races. I didn't see it all. I, I didn't really think the track was that good, to be honest. And I know a few people in Poland said Poznan isn't the greatest either. But um, uh, yeah, we were okay. I, I saw Chris Harris actually gated in one of them, so that was quite nice. Um, but there was a crash <laughs> with Janowski and Adam Ellis. And I don't know if Adam Ellis uh, actually did any more races after that or scored afterwards. So he was could have played its part there. Um, but yeah, it was a, a, a solid night to obviously be in without Wuffenden as well. It's a bit of a a, a setback. But, you know, obviously you're not going to have him forever and it's it's key to obviously give the other guys a chance as well for her. I wouldn't say it's a meaningless meeting, but it's not a, it's not a Speedway Nations, is it? So it's one of those no. things. And two things. I think Dan Bewley broke the track record and there was a Workington Comets flag in the crowd. So... Yeah, wow. pretty good meeting. Well, well someone Lincoln. got to, I suppose. So there's more workings and fans in Poznan than there are in Workington. I suppose so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then also we had a, we had a, I believe it was an under twenty one event. Um, I've got some sketchy results from that one, but I know um, Daniel Hume and uh, Connor Bailey were riding in it. Uh, John, George Congreve was riding. Um, Big George. Uh, uh, and Sam Hagen from Milton Hall was there as well and they put up a good show and finished uh, third as well I believe came uh, last was it, was it last? they were fourth last Czech Republic won that meeting yeah. out in Germany anyway um, <laughs> good facts there <laughs> um, just uh, and then uh, what, what should we talk about next we go on to the and then we've got the speed, we've got the uh, Speedway European Championship list as well haven't we Ah, yes. up, uh, for this. So we've obviously got the um, the top five riders from last year. Do you like to try and year. pronounce where the track is? Um, I'm not even going to bother. It's in Hungary. Is that no. the? Is that the? Um, d- 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 no, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Nagelas. Nagelas. <laughs> That's definitely wrong. 
I, do you want to have I, a go, Rob? Do you want to have a chance? Hang on. Can, have, have you, hang on, I've actually seen it. I'll, I'll send it. Do you want to yeah, do you want to just plug? Do you I want to promise, plug guys, we are we we do plan these in advance, but we are professional. If oh, hang on, no, I've got it, I've got it. Okay, that's Na- Nagihalash. See, I told you it was Nagihalash. Well, there was there was a rider who used to ride in the UK well before your boys' times, uh, Robert Nash. What eighteen hundreds? Careful. His name was Robert Nash, and that's the first four letters. So that's why I went Nashalas. Do you remember Rene Ash? Yeah, he was yeah. Estonian though, not hungry. Still, just just an really ass. <laughs> That's just childish, Ken. Okay. <laughs> uh, to be but, fair, you could you could be right actually. You could moving be right. on. Maybe GY in Hungarian is 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 that noise rather than a G. Anyway, anyway, we've got um the five from that. So we've got uh, Mikkel Mikkelsen defending his title, um, and then Leon Madsen, Patrick Dudek, Quatra, uh, Paulicki, and Dan Bewley. and then we've got a list of uh, the starting list for the qualifier. On May the twenty first as well, um, a lot of good riders in there. They fancy their chances. I think uh, just looking down the list, I'm picking out. I have a mate. big fact, guys. I'm sorry to, to put in like this, but go on. However, we say it, Nagi Halash, yash, yash, yash. In translated, is big fish. Wow, well, thank, the meaning is big fish. We are racing at big fish. That's how you say it. I, I knew there was a reason you were on this show. Big fish. Um, it's it's, in, the air, boys. It's, it's interesting knowledge, but um, looking down the list, I think I'm looking at people <laughs> like uh, Vaclav Milik, um, Dominic Kivira in there as well. I fancy him in that meeting. Oliver Bernson as well. David Balego. A, a good feel. Yeah. Um, I think one to look out for, it's sort of like, I think it's the top five that go through. So you'd say maybe Patrick Hansen, Benson, Kibera, Belagor, Milik, and I, I would maybe say Harris and Kavati could spring an upset there. It, but it, it comes down to how they perform. I don't know if I, I'd assume. Obviously, the, the Central Europeans have been there before. Harris might have been. You know, he's he's been around a while now. But um, yeah, I think it'll be a decent meeting, and I, I'm I'm not sure if it's televised or not. Maybe in Poland or somewhere, but. It'll be on YouTube. The Hungarian meetings usually are, so give mm. it a watch. Yeah, and the, and the European Championship itself is a four-round series, um, starting in Rybnik on July the 2nd, and then we're off to Augusto in Germany, Lodz in Poland, and then the final is in Paradebus in the Czech Republic. So good luck to all them riders on show, and especially good luck to Chris Harris, who's in that qualifier as well for Great Britain. I I just, 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 just a quick one is uh, I, ju- I just thought I'd have a quick look at the um, big fish track actually, and it's sort of the shape resembles I want to say Peterborough. It's almost like uh, a circle. Quite, so. I think it's a lot smaller. In yeah, but I, I haven't seems, seen it many. It seems to it seems to resemble Peterborough. Yeah, so. I think someone's referred to it as a small red car, it, but I don't know. It looks quite. It's not a bad track. Put it that way. It it does seem very exciting. I've seen the match there before with number twenty one, moved from last season. You know, it is. It seems a good place. You know, and obviously, the a country like Hungary, Hungary, where the speedways is massive, having a good track like that is only a good thing. Yeah, that's pretty good actually. Yeah. Let's go. I don't know if if the the brand of boards uh, finances will stretch to that amount of money, but I'll fund it. 
All right, Kane's paying for it, so we're off to Hungary for the qualifier. When is it? May the twenty first is that qualifier, so it's actually this week. Oh, sorry, boys, I'm at work. No, I guess we're yeah, Well, I'm away that weekend as well, so Rob's going on his own. By the time you just pay, you just pay for me today. Yeah, go on in. All inclusive, you can stay in the caravan. <laughs> it doesn't have any wheels though. So essentially, it's just a big, solid tent. Yeah, but I'm paying for it, so it's alright. Could be worse ways, I suppose. Yeah, can't turn them off as down. Anyway, let's um, what should we do? Let's move on to the quiz for the week, shall we? The what versus Ludlow challenge. Again. sort of falling apart a little bit, but we're doing our best. We're doing our best. It's not falling apart. We've had, we've had our debate, and we're catching up with the news. So we'll, we'll move on to the the what versus Ludlow challenge. So, I'm just trying to put it off because of Jason Dale. Oh. Yeah, that was that was shocking that, yeah. that episode, mate. I don't. I'll be I'll be perfectly honest with you. The one of it's Jason Dawes not an answer this week. So you're safe. I guess I have to pick a new one then because that's that's cheating. That is. <laughs> right. This this quiz has been uh, brought to you nicely by uh, Craig Hell, one of our listeners on the show. Shout out to Craig. Big unfortunately, a, unfortunately a Paul fan, but we'll let him off for now. Um. So. As we are previewing, the, our meeting of the week will be the beginning of the Premiership pairs this week. It's a pairs-related competition, oh, but it's the, it's the Championship pairs that we're going to be talking about. Oh, so, since 1997, and we're moving to the Championship pairs because the Premiership hasn't had a lot of pairs competitions, to be honest. So, since 1997, 19 different, different teams have made the final... Oh. So, the last race have made the final of the pairs competition. I want you to name me those 19 teams. Okay. Just remember, this is what the championships are the second tier. Yeah, Nathan. After the debacle uh, <laughs> yeah. you had the other week. After, after the issues I had. Tony I, I just want to make sure that we're, we're getting the right answers this time. So, um, I can't remember who we're starting with this week. Who should we start with? Um... I'm going to let Rob go first this week because I think he's at a disadvantage. <laughs> a major disadvantage since you're in my club and hasn't raced in the second tier since 2003. I'll give you a clue. Swindon's not an answer. I, to be, I didn't think they were, actually. Uh, I might, no, I that was, no, just that was a foresight. Just that, let was me, foresight. that was a foresight. I was just about to say, because I remember, I remember seeing Swindon win something in 2003. Not, not the league or anything. But they won something in 2003, but I think it was a fall. Track of the year. I will give you a small clue because I want to give you a little bit of help so we can keep this competition running a bit longer. Nine of the teams are now defunct. Wow. So nine of the 19. Don't win the pairs or you go bust. So, Rob, we will start with you. Okay. I am going to go straight in and I'm going to say Sheffield. Correct. Team that lost to Sheffield, Workington. Correct. Uh, okay, I am going to go Glasgow. Correct. Somerset. Correct. Uh, Edinburgh. Correct. Isle of Wight. Correct. Um. I'm struggling now. Nineteen teams, blimey! We're only we're only six in. Yeah, all right. It's that's not. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's all right because I'm on the I'm on the other side this week. So it's, not it's not me on the it's not me on the wind up. Um, I'm gonna go with. Um, oh bugger it! I'm gonna say Beric. Is an incorrect answer. <laughs> He's over like already. Beric ever won anything ever? <laughs> No, they just have to make the final. They don't have to win it. Well, he, he raises a point, but they've not made a final either. I so, don't. I, you know, I was next to be fair. I'm in an iron. I need to say Rye House. If I'd have said Rye House, we'd have carried uh, on. Maybe. But no, we wouldn't no. have even been carrying on with Rye House. Well, that was fun, guys. Have you got any more answers, Kane? You want to um, share? I can. I can try and guess some. I was honest. I was a bit. Oh, I have to be honest. I could only think of them too because we lost to Sheffield and we lost to. Uh, Swindon's track record. I mean, it's 63, well, 63, 7, 8. 
It was on It was on Wikipedia, but the Wikipedia is now to be confirmed, to be confirmed, to be confirmed, to be confirmed, because we're coming back. Did you know? Coming back. But, we've, um, seen, we've seen the images, so hopefully I'm, I'm soon. I'm pretty sure Craig Cook was the traffic holder, maybe 61.9. That was like 2007. Was it? Uh, yeah, Ronan, Lawson, Jason Lyons. That's Kevin when you were last maybe. last good, I think, wasn't it? Oh, no, no, you were like yeah. proper cool there. Yeah. Stoney, big track. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, oh, I mean, I've got a question, a question, a fact. Go on, then. Barry no, Briggs used to hold the drop record at Workington once. Barry Briggs. Full of facts today, isn't it? Lou Sansom, also known as the god of the upright era at Workington. Well, I think that's probably that's probably enough facts from Kane. Think. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I mean, this I mean the, this takes us nicely into what will be our meeting of the week this week, um, and I think a meeting I'm going to attend, um, which will be the first round of the Premiership pairs at Peter Live on the British on, on Monday. Network. Yeah, I'd like to add the British Speedway Network will be uh, showing all of the, the pairs fixtures. And if you're interested um, in the British Speedway Network, go back and listen to last week's episode. Watch them all. Uh, all of the Brand the, Bo- the, the podcast was mentioned on the British Speedway Network last week, so many thanks to them for giving us a shout-out. Um, on to this week, then. The Premiership pairs at Peterborough. Who do you fancy? Kane, I'll come to you first. going to go right in there and just say Bellevue. That's interesting, because I was thinking that after yeah. their performance there last week. And uh, it's my understanding that the pairs will be a uh, it'll be the selection of two from the top four and the averages and then the rising star as well. So you'd 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 like to fancy Bellevue in that one. I wouldn't say they've got the well, actually they do have big names, but obviously like they don't have like a Jason Doyle or a Jack Holder. But they do have good riders that ride that sort of track well. And as proven last week on the meeting. So yeah, I'm just going to go, because they were there last week, they did exceptionally well, I'm going to say Bellevue. Bellevue. Even, even going to, I, I would pick Brady Kurtz and Matty Zergar. I, I think it'll be, I think it'll be Kurtz and Frick. I forgot Frick was for them, to be honest. I don't know how I've done that. Matt Frick and Brady Kurtz. Sorry, Matty. <laughs> Have a week off. You're a bit injured now. It'll be good. So, Rob, Rob, who do you fancy? Um, it, it, yeah, it entirely depends on, on, Obviously, I'm gonna I'm doing a bit a bit of a Michael Owen here, and I'm just gonna say something really obvious. But it does entirely depend on who everyone picks. Um, so, I think well, let's, would be well, the let's, let's turn it on its head then. Who do we think people are gonna pick, and see if we match? Interesting, Ooh. interesting idea actually. I mean, I based on the strength and depth of the team, I'd probably fancy Sheffield on the basis of the names. But whether or not they go well around Peterborough is another question. So, I would I'm gonna to lean towards Sheffield, assuming they. They go as big as they probably as they could do. If they put Holder and Ellis out, you'd probably fancy. Them. I I reckon it'll be Holder and Ellis. I also yeah. think Ipswich will be Doyle and King. I think Kurtz and Frick. I think Iverson and Pickering. I'm going to go with Masters and Douglas as long as he's fit. And um, who am I going to go for the last one? Peterborough will be Palmtoft and Harris. I reckon. I don't know if you agree with that. Yeah, I can't. I don't. I don't. I didn't hear anything. I disagree with there actually. I've I think forgotten uh, which ones he's picked. I, I think. I think Doyle and King. I, yeah, King is a solid choice, isn't he? But that 
in terms of that team. You know, an on-form bachelor you might have picked in, but you have no idea what sort of bloke's going to turn up. He hasn't been um, on form since about 2009, though, has he? Oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Second in the averages in 2019, I Okay, okay. Um, Not first, though, was he? Because <laughs> well, there was another Swindon rider at first, but we won't worry about your agenda, mate. You know? <laughs> okay. Where did Kings Lynn finish that season? When two thousand nineteen? Yeah. Um, we were yeah we were pretty that was that was the year after we lost the playoffs so we were uh, see that not very good is it? We were unlucky with injuries. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> My team didn't even lose in twenty nineteen so have that. Been unbeaten um, since twenty eighteen. Yeah, I would guess I would guess freaking freaking Kurtz from from Bellevue as well. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, Sheffield could have a holder in a holder in S. They might they might might go Mijalak maybe. Um, yeah, I would call. between them two. I think. I think I like, actually, I'm not sure. I've got the matches on on the same day, which could be an issue. No, I don't. Let me just look at the fixtures. It's Although Monday, I'm, I'm not. I'm not looking at Jack Holder wasn't riding for Sheffield tonight. Uh, I mean, like Poland and Sweden and so on and so forth. They don't ride on a Monday, do they? No, that, I mean in the UK, that's the only fixture on Monday. Yeah, apart from yeah, that is it. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know where Holder was tonight. Whether he He's was injured. Is he? Yeah. What? It was a. I think it could be from the GP. I'm not a hundred percent sure. He was hobbling after his crash would do that. Yeah, he was a. It was noted as a leg injury. Mm. Didn't say it was severe or not, but we'll see. I suppose if he's not riding, that is a big miss for Sheffield. Yeah. Um, so Rob, we'll come back to you. If Kane's going Bellevue, who do you fancy? Uh, assuming they've got hold. Assuming they hold the races, I'm going to go Sheffield. Sheffield, okay. Look at the pairs. And if Sheffield so, don't have Holder, I would probably go Bellevue, but I can't because you've already picked them. So well, <laughs> does that mean I've got to pick different, or can I be boring? Well, like pick Kings, then, just, just pick you know Kings you're then. picking Kings then. Why are you even? Why are you considering? I am. I am picking Kings Lynn purely because I think it will be Iverson and Pickering. You're weirdo. They both flew around Peterborough. I'm going Kings Lynn. I'm going to back my team, and then was... I shall be. I shall be celebrating next Monday. Well, don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm going Kings Lynn. I've, I've got that much of a lead in the predictions league that I, I can afford this. If you've got that I much of a lead, why don't you just pick Milton Hall? Milton Hall? Milton Hall to win the Premiership pairs. Because they're not in it. <laughs> That's why you picked them. <laughs> I'm going Kings Lynn. I'm going for a dark horse. I don't see Ipswich winning it. I, I, based on form, I don't see Peterborough winning it either. Or Wolverhampton. I would say Peterborough could possibly spring an upset because it comes down pick... to who the second rider is, I think. I think we'd pick the top three between us then. Yeah. The question yeah, is, think... what are they? Well, we shall see come next yeah. Monday. I'm looking forward to that one. Um, so, uh, just looking through some other news that's happened during the week. Um, just some other things we want to touch on. Obviously, um, Last week um, marked the 10-year anniversary of the death of, of Lee Richardson. Um, I, I, I don't know what your memories are of Lee Richardson, guys. Uh, Rob, I'm sure you have some great memories of Lee at Swindon. Yeah. Um, I remember speaking, I actually spoke to Lee when I was at university um, for, a, for a 
an interview that I had in in what was my final uh, piece for university. He was a fantastic guy. Um, I, I honestly don't believe anyone had a bad word to say about Lee. Um, he was a fantastic rider uh, at, at world level as well. Um, and it, it's just quite hard to believe. It's been 10 years, to be honest. Um, and just just memories of a fantastic guy. Yeah, he was he was um, he was a top top class performer for Swindon when he rode when he rode at Swindon. Um, I think even at the start of one season, kept Lee Adams out of the number one. <coughs> so um, yeah, he he won a pairs. Uh, I believe he won the pairs with with Lee Adams as well. Um, I remember us in two thousand. I'm going to say two thousand and nine. Um, we had a, a number of last eighty five ones from him and Adams to, to win us meetings as well. So it's yeah, he was he was, he was fantastic for Swindon. And as you say, it's it's, it's a surprise. It is well, it's a shot. This it's been ten years. It's been that long. But yeah, he's an absolute quality performer for Swindon. Mm. And then um, also um, something that's come out this evening, Kane, that you, you've sent us. Um, obviously, this is this is something that's gone on hold for now that we believe that um, Rob Godfrey from Scunthorpe and Nigel Pearson were looking at reviving Hull, which um, unfortunately for the untimely death of Nigel Pearson has been put on hold. But um, great to hear that another ex-club might be on their way back as well. Yeah, um, but hopefully there is still some hope there. Obviously, you know, losing Nigel was a big shock, and I'm sure he had a big part in it as well. But um, you know, it's not not to say that they can't come back later down the line, and we don't know if anyone else is involved or not. Obviously, the the tweet from I think it was James Hogger just mentioned Rob Godfrey and Nigel. So yeah. And obviously, Hull is a, a, one of the, the big names in Speedway, I would say, when you, you go through the history. And then it would be good to have a, a team like that back, like it would be with like Bradford, as we saw a few years ago, that it's, it's still a possibility. So, yeah, the more teams, the better at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. And, and obviously, there's another great club, um, Coventry, um, who were in the headlines yeah. again this week. Uh, another fire breaking out of the stadium. Um, I think the least surprising thing is, is that they suspect it was arson. Um, I think we all know what Brandon Estates have, have let happen to Coventry Speedway. Um, I believe the stadium was left unlocked again. People have got in and set fire to the main stand. But the the the, the, good, the good element for me is that, that the people still believe that Speedway will return to Coventry. Yeah, I think it's 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 obviously it's it's a shame to see what what's happened to Coventry. You know, that's a that's a Premiership club there, really. Um, that's a top division club, and, and, and having that back would be would be fantastic. And it's good to see so many people trying to make that that happen. It's, it's just a shame as as what the, the the sort of owners of the land of, of that happened to that stadium, really. But um, you know, touching back on obviously with, with regards to the news about um, Hull restarting up, as we said, it's it's never a bad thing that teams are uh, that teams could be on the way back. Um, I know Hull had a reasonable about reasonable amount of success in the nineties, so. Yeah, yeah, that would be a that would be that would be fantastic for the sport over here as well. If if, if Hull can return to the um return to the league, yeah, and uh, and just finally, just a just a couple of bits from our show. Um, we had a couple of uh, the ticket winners from Redcar went along to their meeting against uh, Paul uh, on Friday evening, which Paul managed a, a big fifty forty win for them at Redcar, which is a great result for Paul. Um, one of the competition winners, Roger Clark, unfortunately can't attend the meeting, so he asked us to do a redraw. 
So um, someone that us three all know, Dylan Thomas, uh, was a successful winner. Um, I believe Dylan's a Berwick fan, actually, so I'm, I'm sure if they've not already been to Redcar that he'll be looking for that fixture. But Dylan, if you're listening, uh, get in contact with us. Um, let us know which Redcar meeting you'd like to attend and we'll sort the tickets out for you. Um, and that just about wraps up the show for this evening, guys. Um, thank you again uh, for listening in. If, if you want to check out the fixtures or the results from the last week and the coming week as well, go to the British Speedway website, click on the fixtures and results page and just have a scroll through. You can look at the league tables as well um, and check out what's going on uh, over the coming weeks. Um, I've got a couple of meetings that I'll be going to over the next week. Uh, Rob Kane, are you off to anywhere this in the coming week? Not this week, but possibly red car next Saturday. Not red car, Eric. We'll see. Uh, nothing, nothing planned for me as such, but uh, at the moment anyway. But um, yeah, I'm sure we'll be sure we'll be at watch. It's all be at one soon. Yes, yeah, we'll be, be at one soon. Yeah, and there'll be plenty of action, uh, whether it be on uh, Discovery Channel, Eurosport, or the British Speedway Network. Make sure that you get your subscriptions in there. Uh, get watching some Speedway and we hope you enjoy what you're watching. But from us this week, thanks very much for joining us again and hopefully meet you again next week. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.